Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. It is preview show time. The weekend is nearly here. I'm Rory Fallow, and as has become customary for the preview pods now, I'm joined by Matthew Keelan. Hello. How are you, Matthew? Not, see, not seeing you all day. I know, I haven't seen you for <laughs> about, about two minutes. Yeah, good um, couple of minutes. And They're Wolf. married now. And that was the voice of Craig Clark as well, <laughs> just speaking some truth very instantly. Um, Craig, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. And are we still all right after the defeat against Portsmouth as well? We all reacted pretty much right on the final whistle on Saturday, and we were all quite measured and feeling fairly positive. Are we, now that the dust has settled on that and we're looking forward to the Ipswich game, is it is it still a feeling of positivity, lads? Well, not positivity, but, you know, not getting too downhearted. I just think we are where we were when Parkinson came in, if that makes sense. So I'm kind of neutral. I, I Just exactly like you've said, post-game, I felt we learned quite a lot about Sunderland, but also not that much because Portsmouth are good at home. Mm-hmm. And probably in some ways the Doncaster game was more illustrative. That nil-nil draw, back to the old drawing. Instead of drawing 1-1, it was nil-nil against a sort of reasonable team at home, not a really good one which probably says to me we'll finish between 4th and 6th. Well, that's interesting that you're saying that we'll finish in the playoffs still because I think there was certainly about a month ago, well, just over a month ago now, there was a, there was a feeling of that that wasn't going to happen. What was the Matthew? So does that maybe illustrate that there's progress being made under Parkinson? Well, it was like, I think it was about six weeks ago, someone had, had a bet on us to, to get relegated and Sky Bet were actually offering them like a decent cash out. <laughs> Cause like, wow. <laughs> how much was the cash out? Do I don't you know? know. We'll have to tweet, tweet, tweet in if it was you, because I remember it being on Twitter. But um, <laughs> No, I, I think, look, I'm not too uh, downhearted about it. I wasn't on Saturday. And I think even even now looking at, obviously it was a disappointing result, but I, th- I think we'll, obviously we'll come out of the Ipswich game later on, but I think we'll, I think we'll be back on track Saturday. I said, um, even towards the back end of that, crap run under Parkinson I thought would probably finish in the playoffs I think we probably won one or two games I don't think I was saying it when we were 15th or whatever the lowest ebb was because teams have bad runs in this division this season and yeah I think something you've just said Rory was telling I might have thought that then but actually thought we'd finish in the playoffs under Ross and the I don't want to keep going back to that but the reason the club parted ways with Jack Ross wasn't because he wasn't going to finish in the playoffs. That's where we were when he left. We're currently not actually in the playoffs, by the way, but that's another story. The reason we got rid of him was because we needed a manager to come in and get us automatic promotion. I haven't seen enough to suggest that we'll do that, which is, you know, it is what it is. But if we do end up in the playoffs, which I think we will, we do have to get promoted this season. And another reason that we might have to look at um, needing to be promoted this season is the news that came out today about FPP. A lot of this is still unknown as well. By the time people listen to this, uh, more stuff might have came out. So we can kind of only suspect um, suspect at the minute, can't we, Matthew, that they've basically asked to be closed according to Company's House, which could mean one of two things. It could mean that they're totally moving away. They don't want to invest any further in the club or uh, there's I've seen some people theorizing that they might be looking to buy Madrox instead the holding company that own you know that Donald and Methven bought the club with and maybe go that way but it's just more it's more uncertainty isn't it lads 
well, the club's just full of it, isn't it? There's never anything. Even when you think, oh, well, we're back. We're back on track on the pitch. There's always something going on in the background, whether it be this or, like, uproar off the pitch for, for other reasons. I don't understand a great deal about the financial side of, of things. I'm not clued up on You're not that. Chris Weatherspoon. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Chris Weatherspoon. Well, I'm pleased I'm not Chris Weatherspoon. I don't think it. even he knows, though, and he's the, he's the <laughs> finance guru. Of... I thought you were going to say... I think even he's pleased he's not Chris Weatherspoon. <laughs> he is Chris Weatherspoon. But he is Chris Weatherspoon. I'd just like to state for the record, we're all pleased we're not Chris Weatherspoon. <laughs> I mean, I did Nobody try and tee that one house. up, and I'm very glad it was knocked clean out of the park. What by, was that, sorry? But I'm just saying I deliberately teed that one up, and oh, I'm glad it was knocked out of the park. Not even here to defend know. himself. Lovely that's stuff. That's the way we like it. Yeah, but that is that is kind of like all we can can say on that. Um, wish we could, but nothing... Wish we could say more, but nothing else has well, really I'll tell came you what, out. But it needed, it needed to be acknowledged, didn't let, it? Let's, let's be positive about that. When it <laughs> came out that that had been set up, a lot of us were popping the champagne called Gifts. Not the real champagne. <laughs> we don't drink that up here. We can only afford <laughs> Gifts. <laughs> but like, you know, and then obviously the rumours and stories got marauded and it was like it wasn't like they were it was Michael Dell himself was buying the club and it, you know we're going to be the richest football club in England and all this kind of stuff and well you know it didn't happen so I think you can just in some ways I'd, I'd rather just like you say kind of just let go move on we'll see what happens if they don't buy us they don't I'm sure somebody will at some point in the meantime we are where we are and we've just got to do the job on the pitch anyway and I suppose that's what we're here to talk about, isn't yeah. it, really, football? Yeah. So... But do you wonder why it maybe has fallen apart? Because there's, there's two theories I think I've got. One, it's the fans' fault, obviously. That, that's, not, that's, not, that's not going through. <laughs> or two, do you think they've just not been sufficiently impressed enough by our travel arrangements to away games? Or how could they fail to be impressed by our travel arrangements? Well, they're the best in the league, apparently. But, you know, maybe they thought they should they should be better for, for what they're getting. They've invested £10 million. I've seen the travel arrangements and they are world class. Well, you stayed at the same hotel as the team did before the playoff final. So that says to me, Matthew, the travel arrangements <laughs> should be much better. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you trying, are you trying to, to say about, about Matthew? <laughs> they're staying in, in the same hotel as someone who was brought a tinfoil trophy to Wembley. <laughs> which I can say because I co-made the, made that it. tinfoil trophy. Great. But still... I, 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 I also stayed in the same hotel as them as at Oxford last season and can confirm that definitely means... The travel arrangements are superb. <laughs> well, to, to come back at you with that, I've got the plane, same plane home as them after Bristol Rovers away last season and was actually quite surprised by the fact that none of them, they weren't really sat together. Didn't like They were all kind of like... There randomly have, allocated seats yeah, on the book. The players hate each other. You heard it Tom Flanagan was like really isolated and like he wanted to that's sit quite, on... That's quite... That's yeah, quite yeah. a good metaphor. That, yeah. well, no, it would have been, been us too. I it? was going to say Will Grigg actually. Well, well, yes, definitely. He well. wasn't there. He was nowhere to be seen. Like, like is it the He minute? was the pilot. He Looks was like a pilot. Yeah, yeah, he does look like a pilot. Actually, we were talking about that the other day. But Flanagan was like kind of I might have said this on the pod before. He really wanted to sit on the aisle. And obviously the only people <laughs> like a child. Obviously like, the only I prefer people, the aisle. I I prefer easy, the aisle. easy toilet access. hundred percent. When you've been Bristol. Yeah, when you've been like drinking all day. Playing football? Yeah, but he might have been rehydrated. Oh, yeah. But he really wanted to sit on the aisle, and obviously it was only the Sunderland players, management, club staff, and fans on this flight from Bristol to Newcastle at about, I don't know, 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, like obviously after the game. And these two Sunderland fans were just like, no. And well, he was... Maybe he just really liked the window seat. Maybe he no. selected his seat 
No, but he wanted the aisle seat. The Sunderland, the Sunderland fans wouldn't give him it. No, no, oh, sorry, the other way around. Then. Yeah, maybe, he yeah. Really, maybe he had a weak bladder. But then maybe he had loads of bevies. in your allocated seat, aren't you? Well, Basically at least until crashes. takeoff. Yeah, that's what I've always heard. Anyway, but anyway, flight admin, this will please Gavin. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be booking one as as we speak. Um, but moving <laughs> sort of more onto the game now, uh, Parkinson had his press conference and quite a few interesting things to come out. Um, first one to mention as well, Grant Ledbit is out of the squad um, for personal reasons and has been given compassionate leave. No further details on that, but I'm sure we'd just all like to wish Grant the best. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully the club, obviously I'm sure they're taking care of him as, as best they can and, you know, great pro, um, you know, Sunderland lad as well. So wish him all the best. Hopefully see him back in the squad soon. Um, and as well out of the squad is Joe Lynch, which made me think, let's get Ozturk back in. But yeah. Reading Parkinson's comments today, it sounds like he prefers Flanagan. I don't know, lads. How do you feel about that? Personally, would, I'd rather see Ozturk. I'd rather see Ozturk and Flanagan in, to be honest. I haven't well, really been impressed with Bailey Wright. I'm not writing them off, as I usually do after <laughs> games. But I'm sure you did on the weekend. I did, yeah. That's well, a reaction pod, he's, re- he's retracting no, a write-off. No, I'll write him off. He's then, rubbing right? it out with his eraser. <laughs> right. Right. Bailey Wright, written <laughs> off. Never want to see him play again. There we go. So, like, he's, on, now? he's on loan, right, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, when we got Kirchhoff, a few of us probably reacted to his initial performance saying, why the hell have we signed this guy? And then he turned out to be pretty good, right? Mm. In midfield, though. Did you yeah, write oh, Did yeah. you, did you write Kirchhoff after that Tottenham game, by the way, Matthew? Of course I did. All oh, right, great. <laughs> Just <laughs> wanted that clarified. <laughs> Matthew probably wrote Kevin Phillips off. <laughs> One of my dad's mates did just before yes. he scored his first goal. Scored Magical. He's like, who's, and who's this? Five foot and out, and then <laughs> bang, <laughs> scores. Yeah. He finished the sentence. That's beautiful, that. I love it. Like, Poetic. First game at the stadium, I like as well, with like, loads of positivity <laughs> as well. <laughs> right enough, who ends up being our... Wow. want to be friends with him, that's great. Oh, I, that, I don't, I don't that, think you'd do. That, oh. that man sounds like a volcano of fume, I love it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Type of look who would like go to like a London away game and would leave after 20 minutes, like because uh. we conceded a corner or something like that. <laughs> Straight to the mark was <laughs> wow. for him. Oh, well, can't blame him for that. Best pub. Oh, no, we've given away where the best pub ever is. Go to the mark was best pub ever. Um, but to go back to, uh, to Sunderland's centre-half, Parkinson said he prefers Flanagan due to the fact that he covers the left-hand side quite well, which I would agree with. He well, you said, wouldn't play our Ozturk on the left of a three. No, and I d- guess. definitely not. They play him in, in the middle of a three. So, but it, to go back to Bailey Wright and the Kirchhoff comparison, obviously there is wow. no comparison. <laughs> because is Kirchhoff even playing football anymore? Anyway, never mind. I, I, if he's perceived as being the central one of the three, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like a very strong physical back three if you like in terms of aerial dominance i think willis is obviously the pick of any bunch yeah. at the minute and bailey wright's potent- got the potential to be better and the reason i ask if, if he's on loan uh, i knew he was but just to confirm it was like uh, you're gonna have to play him in a succession of games to get him fully fit aren't you and hopefully he's that happens sooner rather than later because he didn't look great in well, the first he's, two he's, games he's on loan but his contract with Bristol City is up at the end of the season. So he could he could be looking so to play himself into yeah, a contract yeah, with Sunderland, yeah. maybe, or anywhere else for that matter. Um, so but to play Ozturk can barely right for if he likes Flanagan because he's better on that side. I guess the point, rather convoluted point, is 
it, there isn't really a place for us, Turk, then, if he wants to play Bailey Wright. Because well, I don't think Bailey Wright's going to be the left of a three. Either, yeah. Judging by those comments. Partington said that he sees Oz Turk as cover for Wright in the centre. Um, I'm quoting James Hunter's article in the in the Chronicle today. Sees Oz Turk as cover for Wright in the centre rather than as a potential candidate to play of the on the left-hand side of a back three. And Partington was saying that Wright's got the ability to operate across the back line and Oz Turk as we were saying there as well, is he is the centre of that three, isn't he? You wouldn't well, want to see him left or right. I take it back then. If he said that, he could put Bailey right to the left and then bring Ozturk back in. If he really wants to give Bailey right game time because he thinks he's going to be mm. a particularly good player, it would take him a little a bit of the heat off him as well if he's not banging mm. the middle. So I just assumed, if from what he was saying, that that means there's no room for Ozturk. He, well, he's, he's not even been in the squad. We talked about it on Saturday. Uh, it's, McLaughlin's it's very, it's strange, in the, isn't McLaughlin's it? in there ahead of him. Oh, God. This doesn't make... Uh, so well, M- McLaughlin <laughs> will hopefully come out for, for Declan John as well, who might yeah. be... And I, I don't know what he's like, if he's up to speed, particularly similar with Scowen and Semenyo as well. But those new lads have to come into the... Yeah. At least the, into the squad, don't they? Scowen is going to be involved. I in think he should be in the team, to be fair. I'd play Power and Scowen in the middle. I haven't seen, not, I haven't seen anything of Scowen to suggest this other than that he's a new <laughs> signing and he's probably better than George Dobson. Well, Dobson's a booking away from a too-much ban anyway. Great play him and then he can get booked then and then he won't have to play for two games. <laughs> well, Dobson is looking leggy, isn't he? He's played, a, he's played a massive run of games and, you know, done done quite well in them. Is it just time to rotate things there a little bit? There's a lot of demand on it those was time two to do. It was time to do that a couple of a couple of games ago. Like It, it, it certainly is now. I think it, it was a... We've talked about it and... I guess sort of reflecting on it now, post-Portsmouth, you possibly didn't want to chuck him into a big game like that and then you probably didn't want to chuck him into the Tranmere game, although he did chuck Bailey Wright into it because of the pitch. But I suppose as a midfielder, unlike Bailey Wright who's playing centre-back, a midfielder, especially the one who was going to play the Dobson role, he's going to be expected to get up and down the pitch in what was like a bog. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing now... Dobson's form has dipped. There's nothing stopping him making that change. And the lads were talking about it on Monday. If you brought these players in to improve the team, he obviously feels like Bailey Wright's been brought in to do that. He's in. The next logical player to come in would be Scowan. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would expect that on Saturday, I think. And further up the pitch as well, um, Charlie Wyke, who was substituted at half time against Portsmouth, Parkinson said that he's a doubt, but Lafferty could be in line for a first start. He played. Um, <laughs> Craig's behind... eyes light. Yeah, Craig's eyes did light up very. I've never seen Craig so excited. I'm, I'm yet to see him in the flesh, so. I missed the Doncaster yeah. game, so. Oh, no, yeah, I've seen him at the Doncaster game, but yeah. But even better if he starts. Yeah, he so won't. Like it's, you... it's his home debut for me. Yeah, I mean, Just that's, me. that's the more all important thing. Friday night as well for Lafferty. He's got his mind on other things on Friday night, <laughs> hasn't he? Like, let's be honest. I mean, sat- by Saturday afternoon, he's got the previous Friday night out of his system. He's made breakfast for whichever, um, <laughs> whoever he he's womanised, as the Palermo chairman would have said. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's, he's firmly back on the game then, isn't he? So this yeah. is this is his time to shine. Yeah. Oh, God, you don't sound too <laughs> enthusiastic after that roaring endorsement from well, me. Well, I would say that... You know, all, all banters aside, and obviously he is the banter king, but I think, you know, there'd be nothing wrong with just bringing him in for White, even if White's fit. Because, yeah, White scored against Tranmere, but I, I personally wasn't overly enamoured with his performance against Portsmouth. I thought he did okay. The, some of his first touches weren't the best. 
I mean, that's usually the case, though. <laughs> but, I don't mean that as a no, dig, but, but that's just not one of his strengths. So then you bring Lafferty in, get the impression he probably has a bit of a better first touch and you might help so. us play a bit of better football, maybe get it into his feet, into his chest. And is it a similar thing to Dobson, where it's maybe just time to rotate it a little bit, if he's got a bit of a knock as well, and it's just you know decent yeah. time to take him out of the side as well, do you think, Matthew? Yeah, and then obviously you've got you've got Grigg as the, as the, the option off the bench. Yeah, he which... spoke about Grigg today as well. What did he say? Um, he was unprompted with Greg yeah. in the press conference to, and they played and scored in, a, in the same practice game. Lafferty plays behind closed doors. He played forty-five minutes and scored. So, who did it play? Did it? Did it? Say... I didn't say. Well, not in the article I read. Probably which is, yeah, um, the under twenty-threes. <laughs> well, if it was the under twenty-threes, I'd have liked to think Greg would have scored well, a double hat trick on on recent form. No, the no, under twenty-threes. That, that's why he only scored one. <laughs> oh god, well, that's a dig. It's a uh, dig to Will, well, dig to Will Greg. To be honest, he's been terrible. <laughs> he has, but he's but he's still here, isn't he? So no, he's got to be back on the bench. He's, he's got to be used, hasn't he? Imagine you know, if he isn't on the bench, <laughs> and it's one of the under twenty-threes. <laughs> uh, he's got. <laughs> well, I don't even know who it would be because. Connolly went out on loan, didn't he? Or became Benji, I suppose, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I love him. Well, <laughs> there you Is go. Is ben- Benji not written off, Matthew? Oh, he's not written off. He's no. great. He's written on. <laughs> written on. <laughs> don't know what that means. No, <laughs> I don't know either. Makes him sound like he's just got a tattoo. He's been written on. Yeah. Maybe he has. That would be like a very like Yadar way of saying he's, he's got, got a tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> he's, been, he's been written on, hasn't he? <laughs> got one of them written ons on him. <laughs> written ons on him. <laughs> that's, what he would, that's, that's what Yadar would say. Uh, um, well, uh, yeah. But yeah, he does have to be, to be used, doesn't he? He's there. We spend a lot of money on him. Like, let's try and get some return on the investment, for God's sake. Yeah. Matthew's dying over no, there. No, no, I am. Matthew's sorry, I was just laughing at Roy's impression there of a man. Of a man. <laughs> just a man. <laughs> <laughs> just a man. It was an impression of just a man. So uh, I agree, Matthew. Yeah, Greg. Bring him back into the squad. I'd rather have him on the bench than Conor McLaughlin because, mm-hmm. again, if you're going to have defensive cover, just have one of your centre-backs. You didn't need McLaughlin. Well, he's got, he had McLaughlin on the bench, like presumably as cover in the wing-back areas, and then put Gooch there anyway. Well, so does that mean there's he's no point waste in him? of time. Like, he's pointless. Like There's no point in him being on the bench ever because he's, well, he's not going to come <laughs> He's <up>. awful. <laughs> well, he's, there isn't. There he's isn't. crap. You're right. like, he's so bad. He's really bad. Like He's... He's slow. He's positionally terrible. And now that Declan John's there, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Well, he'll probably come into their squad, won't he? Yeah, yeah. You would think. You would definitely oh, yeah. think. And it, well, is that an option as well? Because Declan John can he operate at right wing back as well? Oh. Is that an opportunity for Luke or Nine? Maybe to, I'm just I'm just thinking on the fly. Is that just maybe riffing? Yeah, just riffing exactly. We're jamming here. It's like a jam session. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Put, what you mean? Put O Nine somewhere else? He could go into midfield, maybe. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, is I it? I wouldn't put him in the midfield. I'd just leave him where he is. Yeah, yeah it's right. an option, though. It could do. Yeah, 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 can, yeah. can John play right back? I don't know. Conor McLaughlin can, though. You bring him in. <laughs> not no, written, no not, Conor McLaughlin is, can't play right is back. That, is that you saying Conor McLaughlin is not written off? <laughs> He's written off after four minutes of his debut. I think I wrote him off before he played. I no, just, that all, would be no. very Craig Clark, actually. But I was correct. But we all thought it was like, oh. He'll be all right. I didn't he because would, I looked at I, I looked at who was signing him off, and he played about sixty games three years ago. Right. Like he hadn't played for so long. I was like, he leave was him he? alone. <laughs> I don't like him. I'm not a fan. He's living like in the either. Hilton, being really sad, like Will Grigg. Do you think that's the thing? Never put the players up in the Hilton. Grigg was in there. Both Connor Northern Irish as well. Oh, does he live there as well? 
Conor McLaughlin. Yeah. Can you not remember we were doing the I reaction pod yeah. once and we oh I don't know if you were there. Yeah, must, we like yeah. we definitely did a reaction yeah, pod he once. Came in. And it was just after we'd been slagging him off and then he appeared. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was fantastic. Potentially really awkward. I mean look, he's obviously got see it tonight. Do an impression of him quickly. <laughs> don't know what he sounds like. Well, just move around the room slowly. I mean, a, a, gl- a, gl- a, glacier, a glacier moving really slowly doesn't really have much of a noise, does it? And that'd be impression of Conor nah. McLaughlin. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, he's, he's obviously... He must have wanted someone who can kind of cover a sort of multitude of positions, even if he's not very good. John, if he's fit, he'll be in the squad. So you imagine McLaughlin's out. Wyke, if he's fit enough, will be on the bench. You'll think Semenu will be on the bench because mm. he's already been on the bench. We scouring or Dobson. What more potentially? Well? What more? Uh, so is there is there going to be room for Greg? Yeah, I would take what more out of the squad to be honest. And I put, would and put Greg in. I'd probably rather have Greg than what because what more's gone right off the. His touch has been dreadful for a few. He's been really ineffective when he when he's been coming on. Again, he offers though. He can play a variety of positions, but he's not playing any of them very well. I'm just thinking about how Parkinson will be looking at it. If he's got White on the bench, Lafferty comes off after 70 minutes here or gets injured and comes off, White comes on for him, he ain't going to play Greg. Greg's going to he... be surplus. In in my opinion, based on the way I've seen Parkinson use his sub so far. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, but I, I still think you've got to have him on there as a as an option just in case Parkinson thinks... I might change if it's not work. If the shape's not work, you could get two injuries elsewhere on the pitch. You could have to change the formation. He doesn't seem to like doing that, does but he? But he might have to if three centre halves get injured. <laughs> I think the whole extreme so measures. I don't think Greg will be coming on <laughs> in that situation. Wait, wait, who else are you going to bring? Burge. <laughs> Burge will be left centre back. Oh, great. Well, on that, we're going to go to a little break and then we'll be back to look at Ipswich, the opposition, and preview the game a little bit more. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Uh, before we get on to looking at the opposition and previewing the game a little bit more, we need to remind you that by the time by the time most people listen to this, I imagine you're listening on your Friday morning commute, uh, it's just a week. It's a week until Oxford, Matthew. Just people, a week. Just a week. And, and a week until we will travel down, because we're going down a little bit early, because me, you, Gareth and Richard, we've got a little event, haven't we? We've got an event, I don't know if you've heard. Um, <laughs> we've not mentioned this. It's not in Oxford though, is it? It's not in Oxford. It's Anyone in... else sick of hearing about this event? Hey, eh? hey, there's no. still a few tickets left, Craig. You've got to, got to of course bleed. we're not sick of hearing we've about it. We've got to bleed this dry. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to Redden before the game because <laughs> Phantom Bruin Co. are hosting ourselves and we're going to have Tom White from Sky Sports News and Kevin Phillips as well. We're going to have a bit crack before the Written game. Off. If, if you remember rightly. Yes, was we written tell him. by... We um, should tell him about I will, this. yeah. I don't want to like use the guy's Good idea. name. Yeah, yeah, tell him that story. Hi, Kev. Uh, me mate vote you off. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it was my mate, my dad's mate. Yeah, but you just make it sound better. Someone yeah. we know. A man. Just so a there, man. there you go. You can write Kevin Phillips off. You can. At the brewery. You've still got opportunity to write them off because tickets are still available. <laughs> uh, if you go on our Twitter at WiseMensayPod or go to WiseMensay.co.uk, you'll find all the info there. They're £15 and I'm hearing Matthew sources close to the event. Gareth are telling us there's only around about 20 tickets left so move selling fast. fast they are selling fast they're selling well, they quicker be. than the pints at Phantom Brewing Company are going to be selling and that is be, pretty quick that is pretty quick because there's going to be Vaux beer as well and you know and 
obviously their own. Their well, there's own a beer. collaboration one, isn't there? It is, is collaboration, they... actually, them with Vorks, as well as their own beer, which I'm yet to sample, but I'm sure it is I'm absolutely sure it's delicious. delicious. Have you started um, Have you started packing yet? Really? I haven't started packing yet, um, because... <laughs> it's well, a week it's, away. It's, it's a week away, <laughs> but, you know, we're going down on the Friday, Matthew, so we'll probably get, you know, a long journey in a car. You're going to want to get changed. Going to get changed. And again, if we're going out on Saturday night, we're going to need a few outfit choices, aren't we? So, suitcase coming for me... I don't know. I might. I might get some new some new clothes for it. Though. Are you are you thinking about getting? I was thinking about new? getting a new polo. Oh, um, interesting. And That'd a be couple, good match match day. Time. Yeah, a couple of couple of sweatshirts. I think. All oh, right. Where are you so, getting them from? I was gonna go to um from the terraces, but ah. I'm, I was looking for a discount code. Oh, uh, funny you should mention that. I've I've heard they've got a discount code at the minute for listeners of our podcast. Lovely. It's WMS ten ten percent off the order. Get yourself kitted out for Oxford. Oh, great. Where you're from, the terraces to Phantom Brewing Company. Get your tickets, £15, and it's a bus to and from the game as well, which is ideal because Oxford's ground is in the middle of nowhere. But before Oxford, we've got Ipswich. Biggest game of the season, lads, would you say? I know we said this about Porter, but it's getting at that <coughs> stage now, isn't it's it? It's probably that stage now where it's every week, isn't it? Yeah. becomes the biggest game. I was just thinking exactly the same thing. So, so big game because Ipswich is well. The mo- shite. Well, <laughs> at the are, minute, explicit they're kind, they're, now for they're, us. They're, they're kind of similar to like what we were last season. Everyone expected they're the team who's came down, made some good signings, and expecting them to sort of be running away with the league by now. But they find themselves in fourth place, and you know it was us and Ipswich. Everyone was tipping to be the top two mm. before that. Obviously, that might still happen. I hope it does. Not for Ipswich's sake, for our sake. Yeah, really sake. want Ipswich go. <laughs> 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 really want Ipswich go and have a go and get get back to where they belong. Um, <laughs> but. You know, it's not really worked out for both of us. So it's two teams looking to put that marker down and save and really push on for the automatic places, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah, I think they started well, didn't they? They started really well and then had a run that, well, similar. Well, we have not quite as bad as the one the one we had under when Patterson arrived. But Yeah, well, you mentioned the run and I had a look at their form since Boxing Day because that kind of mirrors when we sort of um, started progressing under Parkinson. They have played played one less game in that time. Um, they've played eight, whereas we've played nine because they were due to play, I think, Fleetwood, who got further in the FA Cup. But they've drawn two, won three, and lost three in that time. That would have them ninth in the table, if mm. I remember rightly, whereas in that time frame, we'd be second in the table. So even though this is a big game and they're above us in the league now, that kind of shows you, doesn't it, lads, that, Oh, we don't particularly have to be fearful of them, do we? And I know no. we shouldn't. We shouldn't have that attitude because you know we want to go for automatic promotion, and we should be beating everyone at home in theory. But it does show you, Craig, that they're nothing special. Well, I've just had a little scan there, and we often sort of talk about how we don't really beat the teams above us. They've beaten nobody this season. Mm. They've drawn a few against teams like the better teams, and lost. They got absolutely bodied last week, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, off at Peterborough at home. And they lost the game before that against Rotherham 1-0. And yes. Rotherham have beaten them twice this season. Also, if we win, we go above them on goal difference. Yeah, that's a thing that I think a few weeks ago at the beginning it's of... It's a this... thing, all right. <laughs> Agree. At the beginning of that run you just read out there, if you'd have said when we play them, we'd go above it, which I don't think anyone would have believed you. It's really it's interesting to look at it. Like When you look at some of the teams that they've, uh, they've won a lot of games, kind of 1-0... 
They've battered some of the crap teams like Tranmere and Bolton when they had like children. I they played playing. Bolton, yeah. When the... but like, some of the, they've lost against like Acring and Stanley. One thing in their favour though is they're really good away from home. They've got the best away form in, in the uh, league. I watched them play that Accrington game. Actually, it was on Sky, wasn't it? And they were absolutely dreadful. Whereas so our home something. form as well, like it's pretty imperious. Yeah, our home form. I think we. I, I, I actually looked that up. Where do you think we would be, Matthew? If if you were guessing in terms of home form in the, season, in the in the in league, the league, yeah, fourth, ninth. Are we? Yeah, yeah. Well, Portsmouth. Too are many draws, is it? Yeah, I think. And to be fair, no one was like Portsmouth was second. I think Wickham were first. But I thought we because we you know we don't really get beat as home. I thought we'd be much higher than so that. So did you look? Did you look at the away? Away record. Well, uh, I looked at Ipswich's away, uh, away no, record. Interesting yeah. to know. Well, yeah, for where points are coming from. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. you, I'm just looking at Ipswich, right? So away, they've they lost at Rotherham, and then they drew at Oxford, and they've drawn at Wickham, just like they lost at Portsmouth. So, albeit the overall record might be quite good, but these are the most recent games against teams that are quite good. Yeah. <laughs> And they've not done anything. They don't seem to score many goals unless they're playing cannon fodder. It seems to me that they're a bit like us, basically, yeah, which the, is kind of what yeah. you've been saying. Um, they've got the sort of big name players and a lot of like players who kind of know the division quite well. They're obviously, yeah. in the summer, were quite busy as you would expect. They signed um, James Norwood. Norwood who's He's a top scorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. top scorer. Um, Will Keane as well. They signed and uh, Thomas Hawley, the Gillingham goalkeeper. They signed three goalkeepers, didn't they? No. Yeah, I remember. I think she was. Are you not just thinking because Thomas Hawley's the size of three goalkeepers? <laughs> no, we, were ta- we were talking about this. Uh, I'm sure I remember talking about this when we played them earlier in the season. I think I think it was Mickey that was saying that the the size three goalkeepers in the loves summer. keepers. Mickey, don't he? Does, yeah, he is our keeper expert, resident keeper. Good goalkeeper. Yeah, apparently. I've never seen him playing goal, though. Will soon, though. Will soon. Oh, yeah, Will soon. Oh, yeah, we're playing five a side soon. We might need numbers now and again. So tweet us. Yeah, game now and again. Very much, very much side That's the best promo of the day, really. Yeah, no, I think the from the terraces one was better first. No, I mean, like, in terms of, like, for what matters to us. Oh, right, yeah. Well, no, we cared deeply about from the terraces. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit of, you know, light-hearted on this podcast. coming in... Coming in here and causing chaos. It's no place for jokes. And you're looking up something on your on your I'm phone. Just looking at there. these goal scorers. So I mean, even Norwood with these eleven, he's probably more than any of ours. Which McGuire got ten? Is he? Gooch as well. Yeah, something like around that. But he's got it's 162 minutes per goal. That I mean, it's not exactly. I mean, it's all right. It's one every one and a bit games. Yeah. Then the next best, Caden <clears throat> Jackson, with nine, and he's it's averaging 248 per goal. So so it sounds like he's played in every game then. Yeah, and he's not much. scoring in every game either, yeah, is he? No. So then Luke Garber. hat trick for him on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Will Keane's only got four. I mean, not none of the players there in terms of goal scoring prowess. Garbert so isn't Garbert a full back? So he, is that Luke? Yeah. Luke? yeah, he's got six. Ev- on loan from Everton, isn't he? Well, it says a lot when your third top scorer is a full back. Um, and then Will Keane's got four. After you know, well, again, it's a similar comparison, it is, is. isn't it? No one it who's is. like banging in the goals, like left, right, and center, is it? So, could be interesting as well. And you know, uh, Paul Lambert, Matthew, one of your one of your favorites, isn't he? I don't. He's just really miserable. <laughs> he is though. Like he always sounds like his dogs just died. 
does. Like, if, if when, like, is that the only reason you don't? I like think him? we I should get him on the podcast. I don't like actually dislike him. I just think he's like really miserable. Like after every game, it sounds exactly the same. It doesn't matter whether it's one nine nil or they've lost seven one. He's like not going to do an impression of him because it'd be bad. But he's just really miserable. <laughs> he's not really someone I think would be easy to do an impression of. He's, no, his voice just is quite sound like put yourself in a really sad situation and talk and then <laughs> sound like him weirdly enough, isn't, see, I'm sure he's a nice bloke I don't he just just cheer up mate I think he's but he's considered to be quite a positive not necessarily in the way his teams play but is it attitude wise <clears throat> really positive when we went down and talked to Terry Butcher Butcher was on about how he was you know he just changed the sort of atmosphere around the yeah. club and there's a lad in my office an Ipswich fan and he was he was talking about how positive he is. I just knew I just want him to change. Funny of that, isn't it? Yeah. I just I like him, but I just, oh, come on, oh him, mate, oh Paul. Sound I... like you feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, his team aren't doing that well. Uh, well, I know, but like he was like this when he was like Norwich manager. Yeah, doing really well. I, I just I like him. I want him to oh, come on. I just want him to be happy. Where are you no, like I'll... him now? No, I've never said I didn't like him. I just said that. I mean, you sound really like you don't miserable. like. Him. I know, but I really. Don't I don't like... think he's gonna like you, even all this. I hope he isn't happy on Saturday. I know. Yeah, well, he's he is miserable. Now. Well, really miserable. Brings us nicely on to score predictions, lads. Is he going to be happy on Saturday, in your opinion? Craig, we'll go with you first. Uh, I think we'll draw 1 1. So maybe Lambert will be happy with that. Yeah, maybe. Probably will. Uh, I think we'll win 3 1. I think a narrow, tight 1 0 as well. First half, quite early goal, and we it's a party masterclass to see it out. But before we go, we've got a little and finally section. We've got old programs with Matthew Keelan. Yeah, so, um, like, <laughs> like we do this every week. Um, <laughs> yeah, new feature. New, new feature. feature, yeah. My dad was uh, going through <laughs> some old programmes in the loft and, and came mm-hmm. across two Chelsea programmes from when we played <laughs> them in 99 and 2001. So is which game's this one? So is this, this is the opening day of the season? Game, yeah, we lost 4-0, didn't we? Yes. Um, and there's a story in here about Peter Reid's close <laughs> friendship with Nigel Spackman. And was he at Chelsea at the time? I, well, I presume, I presume he was. I haven't actually read it because of something that we'll cover in a minute. Um, <laughs> it, it, it talks about like how Peter Reid's a, a great guy and like how he gets on really well with Nigel Spackman. talks about Peter Reid when he went into work with the under-21s, England under-21s as well, which I've forgotten about. Um, but <coughs> the main thing is, and I can't read it out because we'll be banned from ever doing a podcast again, but... You need to go to Twitter when you've listened to this yeah. and look at the picture that we're going to put on that describes Nigel Spackman's night out with Peter Reid. It's, it's a very ill-advised headline, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the best way to put it. Is it also underneath this, is it, there's, a, there's a piece, someone predicting a, a big future for Thomas Sorensen. So they were correct. Yeah, well, they were. Yeah, and, Well, Craig's looking at the other one as Just well. some great then. names on here, isn't there? Carsten Fredgard. Mark Maley. Yeah, Mark Maley's on this one as well. Oh. Yeah. Who's Mark Maley? I've literally that's, just that's heard that name quest. for the first Number time. Tweet in. Didn't he Thomas lo- Butler. Didn't, wasn't there an incident with a, a paintball gun? No. I don't. Well, let's, let's just go no further on that one. Yeah, like, we're more controversial. I, 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 don't, but I, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm more into some of these Chelsea players, though. Can you remember, like, Albert Ferrer? Chelsea around that Mario time. Mario Stanich. They had, like, some... I don't know how we've digressed on the, on the Chelsea players from the Because of the Chelsea programmes. Chris Sutton in this one. Wow. Baba Yaro loved him. 
great on pre-evolution mag soccer. on for so oh yeah, yeah didn't mag. like that bit well on that Craig's Spoilers. out with himself as a mag so thanks Hate for listening them. buy tickets <laughs> for <laughs> well another mag as well too many no, mags at Chelsea but he was a saboteur <laughs> he was a, he, no, the mags agent. hate him so therefore we love him oh well endorsement for Dennis Wise endorsement for From the Terraces and go to the Peacock on Saturday as well because Gareth and Stephen are going to be back there they're going to have Danny Collins as the guest as well monthly shows come back to the Peacock 10% off if you're a season card holder and I believe if you show your match ticket and Barry Hyde of the Future Heads will be making ham and peace pudding stories so get yourself along there for your pre-match pints and then get yourself down to Redden before the Oxford game and hopefully we'll see a win for the lads on Saturday thanks for listening (laughs) 